Do you find yourself wishing you had more energy, healthier habits, or fun family activities? At the YMCA, you can find your passion, find family fun, and find your happy place, all while supporting your community. Join the Y in March with a $0 enrollment fee and enjoy motivating group exercise classes, heated pools, pickleball, and so much more. Visit YMCADC.org to learn more and to find your nearest Y in D.C., Maryland, or Virginia today. Live to tape. Welcome to Millennial Season 3, Episode 21. I'm Andrew. I'm Elisa. And I'm, I'm Matt. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh, Laura, I'm so sorry. I didn't know you were here. <laughs> the war <It's>... continues. <laughs> the war continues for the third introduction slot on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Laura broadcasting from her new home for the first time, I believe, right? Yes, yes, I am. So I apologize for any echo. Uh, I don't have all my furniture yet. So <laughs> it's a little sparse. Cool. Well, um... We have a bunch of stuff to talk about today. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a fun episode, I think. First of all, before we do anything, I just want to uh, announce something I mentioned a couple weeks ago. We now have a survey uh, concerning our Patreon. It is what has kept the show going over the past couple of years. It's, it, it's been here since the beginning of Millennial. And we want to know how, what you think about it and how we can improve it. So whether you are a patron or not, we would love if you went to MillennialShow.com and you click on the Patreon survey. It is in today's show notes. It'll only take a couple minutes. We appreciate your time. It'll help us uh, get some feedback from you because we want to make sure you are happy. And I've already looked through the feedback and we've got some very good stuff. So what is the proper way of saying Patreon? Is it Patreon? 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 Whatever you want it to be. No, no, but... It's it, like it could be or wrong. Jeff. Well, it, it, I think it's either Patreon or Patreon. I say Patreon. 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 Hmm. Patreon. <laughs> That's <Expecto> one. Expecto Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon is definitely not one anyone uses. I well, always get confused. It is now. Between patron and Patreon. Like sometimes I'll say patron when I mean to say Patreon. Patreon. Maybe they should just change the word. We need a whole different branding. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Wonder Woman was in theaters this weekend. Who saw it? I saw it. I did. Me. It was fucking awesome, I thought. It was really good. I mean, listen, there were some there were some parts that were incredibly cheesy. There were some times, like, what problem the movie had, and this is not a spoiler, but sometimes Wonder Woman would like look directly into the camera and say her line. And it was a line that was meant to like, you know, like have some impact. Be like a gut punch. Like, I will do this. It's like no, the it's like me. the House of Cards when right, Frank little, Underwood's well, talking. Yeah. And she wasn't talking directly to you, but nonetheless, she would, like look like at the like it'll be like her looking at like the main or the other characters at the camera and being like, No, I will take care of it. And then dramatic music plays. It had that one too many times, and it irked the fuck out of me. But every superhero movie is cheesy in that way. 
and this is just no exception. That said, other than other than a few of those moments, it was incredible. It yeah. was really like I loved oh my god. It. Andrew, did you see it? No, I didn't actually. <laughs> oh my god, you guys. Okay, well, here, here's here's a I mean, this is going to be a spoiler, but it's a little too long. It's okay, two and a half hours. Matt, just stop. No. No. It, no. You needed the scene. The scene. I think that all the scenes that were in there were sort of essential. So critically <sighs> and attendee-wise, it seems to have done really well. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't seen it because, like, now that I'm living at home, I have nobody to go see stuff with. So I'm just, like, sitting Aww. here by myself, you know. You are oh, what am I a gonna strong do tonight? and independent woman, Andrew. You can see it by yourself. Yeah, like, I know. this is the movie that you can do that with. Can, yeah. I mean, Elisa, can we just talk for a second of how fucking awesome Claire Underwood was in this uh, movie? Yeah. Robin Wright? Okay. Like, I want to grow up she to be Robin Wright. I have to tell you guys, the best part of the movie, far and away, is the first half of it, which makes it a little bit anticlimactic because you're expecting the rest of the movie to live up to like the opening few scenes, and it, it ultimately doesn't. But it's still like if you see if you go for no other reason, you gotta go for the scene where all of the Amazonian women mm-hmm. like fucking storm the beach and just take bitches out they just slash and burn well, it's the first hour fucking... of the whole movie i looked at my yeah i looked at my phone when when they were leaving amazonia fern gully i don't know what the name Themyscira. of the island yeah uh what anyway Themyscira. so it was just a full hour of that and then i i looked at my phone and it had already been an hour past so basically like that was like the first movie and then now we're doing like a, i i like I, I felt like I had a, a whole movie ahead of me after this. I walked and I was out, ready. I walked out feeling like I could take on the world. And Aww. someone someone tweeted something that I, I don't remember who it was. Some comedian tweeted something that resonated so deeply with me. It, it, they said something like, "I now I understand why all of these men." walk around so super confident every day. I see one goddamn <laughs> female superhero movie and I'm ready to like take bitches out barehanded. <laughs> it's so true. It is so yeah. true. Like it, it's it's such a I never would have imagined that one movie would have that impact, but I walked out like come at me. I'm ready to fucking fight people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well speaking of that, the film did very well at the box office and made over a hundred million opening weekend in the United States. And <laughs> The reason I mention that is because this is the first female-led superhero movie in modern times. By female director, too. Right. And Marvel's gotten in a lot of trouble for waiting, for taking forever to do a female-led movie of their own. People have wanted um, Black Widow, but that hasn't happened. The next, the the first one's going to be Captain Marvel, and I think that's twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen. Yeah, but so, this is Wonder Woman, though. This, I mean, there really isn't another female superhero who can who can touch Wonder Woman. Like, right, she is she is she's, major. Yeah, she is that's the a good peak. point. She's the pinnacle of female superheroes. Um, and, and thank God they yeah. have a hit because DC has had a terrible time so far. <laughs> uh, with their I don't Justice know if you guys League. heard of this, but Seth Meyers did a, uh, made a joke about uh, Wonder Woman's box office, saying Wonder Woman made uh, hun- uh, what, 120 million or 100 million dollars opening night, but Wonder Man made 120 million. 
Oh, I get it. Yeah, of the pay gap. Yeah, pay gap. That's a good one. Good one, <laughs> Seth Meyers. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna get into <laughs> some these. Little... Hmm. Yeah, I just clearly. like. Yeah. No, I mean, I am gonna see it because I've heard great things about it. Um, I'm particularly impressed that Captain Kirk is in it. I'm really excited to see how Star Trek. Yeah, he's in it a lot. The story. This is probably yeah. the most screen time I've ever seen a love interest have in a superhero movie well, because because well that that's very simple why you need a man to help carry a movie and so that's why chris pine is in it we're not quite no, there you know yet fuck you chris pine <laughs> chris pine is chris pine is great in this role and he, he's so funny and so charming he is in this movie what every other fucking girlfriend is in every other movie. He's like, you know how there's a man mm-hmm. and they always have the girlfriend that gets them into trouble and like doesn't know what the fuck they're doing? That's kind of like Chris Pine here and it's just, it's just a beautiful dynamic. But like, he's still funny and charming and, and it's awesome. Anyway, go see it, guys. Yeah. Great movie. It's worth it. There's nothing else out. Support female-led movies. Okay, so we have a couple of AP choice selections here. We wanted to um, answer some of these. These are from our $10 patrons over in Patreon, Patreon, patreon.com slash millennial. First of all, this one, first one comes from Sean. Something very close to my heart at this moment. Do you guys have any go-to hangover cures? I made a greasy breakfast sandwich this morning, which usually helps, but my stomach still feels a bit uneasy. Hopefully, I'll be over it by the time you record the episode, but I'm curious for the future. God, I fucking hope so. Um, well, I, my main tip yeah. is to drink water while drinking alcohol. That's, that's how you start to save yourself. I once heard a tip, you have a glass of water for every glass of beer or alcohol. That's while you're drinking. Right. Yeah. And that'll help prevent a hangover because you don't get dehydrated. But these are these are hangover remedies. Okay, fine. <laughs> what are yours? Um, drinking lots of water. Uh, <laughs> but uh, staying hydrated. Uh, keep your alkaline levels. Like drink maybe like a Powerade or something. I always I always eat a couple bananas. Um, I hear uh, the po- potassium in bananas really help uh, the the hangover and also pickles apparently are you fucking trolling us right now <laughs> yeah what the hell is this shit listen there are two remedies that i use sleep and vomit <laughs> i always feel better Wait, you, after i go throw you up take, oh, and then okay. go to sleep yeah. i take about four ounces of vomit just down it and then take an aspirin <laughs> okay guys- listen i to legitimately Two main cures, they, they fix me up every time. One, eat like a loaf of, like a small loaf of bread. I don't mean go to the store and buy like Wonder Bread, but like go to like Canera, get like a small <laughs> little, small little loaf of bread, butter it up and eat the whole thing. Like nothing else, you know, other things can make your stomach upset. Just that bread will soak that shit right up. And while you're eating it, like as soon as you're done or right beforehand, Pop two Excedrin. No joke. Your headache will be gone in like 30 minutes. You'll feel right as rain. Yeah, but a lot of people say that like aspirin or any type of painkiller exacerbates it a little bit. Mm, I don't care what they say. Yeah, I mean, there's no actual remedy for a hangover, despite what they say. Yeah, there is. It's called time. That's the only thing that that will fix it. And also, Sean, just don't be a, you know, drink less. 
No, you always have that. That's great (laughs) advice coming from you. Yeah, from any of us. I don't think any of us have that authority. Don't you guys have those days where you drink so much and you're vomiting your brains out and then you're like, you know, I'm really going to make some changes (laughs) concerning my drinking habits. I don't know if I ever change it. I do for like a couple weeks. I mean, I say I deserve this under my breath a bunch of times. Like, I deserve this. Mm -hmm. I deserve this. But I want to try those little bottles that... Of um, alcohol? No, little bottles of hangover cure, the hangover cure things. You see them at like CVS and stuff. Have you anyone ever tried one of those? Oh, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. that 100% works. Anything from CVS that's in a five-hour I mean, energy bottle. Don't those, don't those just have like a ton of vitamin B in them? I think so. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, but if I, yeah, yeah. I'll believe you anything a label says. in this says. country? A lot of European countries have this apparently hangover clinics where you can like, yeah. Go check in for an hour, and they give you a, an IV with what? fluids. Where's this? Just in, I think, like, Sweden, maybe? Oh, and in course. Vegas, they have one of those. I bet yeah, they have it in Germany, like, too. That's great. That's great. Like, you go drink, you know, yourself until your liver's almost dead. <laughs> yeah. And then on your way to work the next morning, recharge stop it. in the just, hangover clinic. Just like your phone. Oh, God, that's but, fucking but, amazing. Oh, by the oh, way, Matt. Nut- what? <laughs> I can't believe you said that painkillers make your hangover worse. That is so not true. Is it? No, I I, I think <laughs> no, I'm pretty I sure. Mean, who doesn't take ibuprofen when they have a headache with a hangover? And you always get better. Actually, one remedy that I always do is I always <laughs> pop some Adderall. Adderall? Adderall. Yeah. Adderall helps. Yeah. Well, for That's some... good. Let's, let's promote pharmaceutically approved speed as a yeah. hangover here <laughs> that, that you'll be addicted to for the rest of your life <laughs> all right thank you sean hopefully those help uh good luck with your hangover natasha says my wife is getting more into weightlifting and nutrition i know you all recommended a chocolate protein powder from amazon before that actually tasted good but i can't remember the name could you all tell us again maybe add in some additional tips you all have on the health and fitness front thanks Oh, fuck. I can't remember what that stuff was called, but I'm looking it up right now. Um, well, I think, I Andrew, stall for time. I, well, there was something that I used to. I use um, Optimum Nutrition. I don't know if that's the same one. That, I, I don't even know which, which episode. I probably wasn't on this one. But this was a long time ago that we talked I, about this. I, I always I have Optimum Nutrition on Amazon. It's, yeah. it's really good, and it's double chocolate. It's my favorite. That's the one I use, too. And like Matt, I ordered it through Amazon. It is so good too. I think it tastes better than chocolate milk, and it's healthier because it's like it has no sugar. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it it's has a lot of protein. I mean, it has a lot of calories, but that's because it's for weightlifting and that's stuff. That's the point. Yeah. yeah. So I stopped doing this though. I like uh, this is going to sound so douchey, but I, I've actually bulked up a little too much. I had to switch the medium shirts. And so now I now I don't even oh, want no. now I don't even want protein because I don't want to keep bulking up. I like looking a little twinky, you know. I don't want to lose oh, my Jesus. twink. Poor Andrew, <laughs> he's like, oh, I got into oh. medium shirts. Oh, <laughs> no, oh, but really, because I had all these small shirts and then I couldn't fit in them anymore. I I mean I stopped taking them too, but not for that reason. I just didn't I just didn't go enough to actually see results from this, and. I just said to myself, I'm not this person. I'm not the per- this person who takes creatine and, and all this other powder shit. I, I just 
I'd rather spend my money somewhere else, like in and out. Did you right? <laughs> yeah. Did you find I was yours, say, Laura? I just I just fell off the fucking wagon. No, I can't find it because it's been so long since I've ordered it off Amazon that it's not even in my order history. <laughs> I've actually fallen off the wagon pretty hard too. I don't think I've been. You guys haven't seen me, and I haven't taken many pictures, but I've gotten close to my Panera Bread days when I used to work at Panera Bread. I don't believe it. I was I was kind of chubby. I don't believe it. That was oh you God. did balloon around that time because I, Matt and I were eating fast food seven days a week, and we both got <laughs> bad. We, yeah, but yeah. even you do Let's, that in your you know early what? 20s. No, you two can just go fuck yourselves. No, we ballooned and compared. We yeah, we ballooned, and we didn't we say we got ballooned. fat. We just said I we were pushing. eating so incredibly bad. I I went yeah. to bed with with eating a thousand yeah. calorie muffin every night. <laughs> And I had no idea Wait, how... How do you get a thousand calories into a muffin? It's called the cobblestone. And what it is, it's <laughs> cinnamon raisin bread chopped up and then uh, swirled with cin- uh, cinnamon sugar glaze. And then it's baked. And then it's topped with a white glaze sugar topping. By me. And it's 800 something <laughs> calories each. Actually, it sounds pretty amazing. It's pretty, fu- um, it's pretty fucking amazing. How do I get one of those? This is not... We're not giving Natasha any good advice here. (laughs) No, no. Our advice was that... uh, What was it? I already forget the name. Optimum Nutrition. Mm -hmm. That is very good protein. Yeah, but they also asked for... Like... Oh, like advice? Health and fitness, right? Like advice. Um, (laughs) Don't don't be like me. Don't be like me. Don't be like on your game for like six months and be doing awesome and then be like... Uh, it's Christmas. Let me enjoy things, and then like never get back on the wagon. That's Are you still vegetarian? Uh, so I'm pescatarian now. Oh, but, but yeah, no, I I still don't eat meat. I don't um, eat red meat, but that's as far as I got. Um, yeah, but uh, no, for me it was just that like Christmas never ended. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> the party just kept going, huh? Just kept going. Yeah. Okay. Okay. okay weird. Um. I, I would I would suggest, uh, as far as dieting goes, to just find out what works best for your body and not really follow too much of what other people's diets and regimens are because not every person will have the same effects with certain diets. So just get my, to know your body a little bit. My advice is take shortcuts if you're looking for dieting. Just start there. Like instead of regular cream cheese, get the reduced fat cream cheese. Instead of <laughs> uh, regular cheese, get reduced fat cheese. Or when I was going through my weight loss period, I went up to 200 pounds. I got down to 150 in a span of, of uh, God, I can't remember, four, you, five, you, six you months. You lived off lean cuisines. Lean cuisines, fat-free cheese, which was disgusting, but I got used to it. Like it dried apples. I was. I had an amazing diet. Sandwich going on. thins, not regular bread. Andrew and yeah, I, I were living together at and the time, things. and we did separate trips. We did that, our own grocery store trips. That's another good uh, shortcut, by the way. Instead of regular sandwiches and regular bagels, get the bagel thins and the sandwich thins. I still eat those today, all the time. So there awesome. you go. I I have asking me for nutrition advice is like asking Walter White, "How do you quit being an addict?" <laughs> Like, you don't want to come to me for this, but um, if I were to give someone advice, it would be 
Eat everything. You're going to die no matter what you do. And I just think that you should go out with a bang. And, you know. You want to die sick, not healthy. That crosses your your path, just eat it. Eat it. Mm -hmm. So Elisa's tagline for this show is, I am the one who chews. Elisa, you really are a bad influence. (laughs) Ever since November during the election, I have not stopped eating string cheese. Because your apartment, yeah. your fridge was always in supply of string cheese. So now there's always Polio string cheese in my fridge. Is a Greek god. Polio, <laughs> the god of fucking heaven. I don't know. Of, of, of life. I don't know. Whatever. My point is, eat what you want and you'll be fat like me. But you'll also be happy and full. Isn't that what we all strive for? And one last AP Choice submission here. This is from Jonathan. He says, I'm traveling to Great Britain, mainly London, I suppose, later this year. Do you have any tips, suggestions of places to go visit? I have about two weeks of solo travel that is scheduled but yet to be planned. And I wanted to know what you think of think is of value from an American standpoint. I defer to Elisa since she lived over there for several months. Oh, wow. These people know what's up. They like, know my life. That's crazy. Oh, no, no. That's me. I said that part. I, I defer oh, to you. Sorry. Oh, I thought, I thought that was the listener. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. People, they love me. But they don't. Um, no, no, no. I mean, listen. I, stu- I, I, I studied at Oxford for a while, so I'm biased. I'm going to say definitely go to Oxford. Objectively, though, it's fucking beautiful. Like, it has something for everyone. If you're into history, I mean... Pretty much every prime minister in Britain's history came from Oxford. Um, every philosopher you've ever heard of studied there at some point. J.R.R. Tolkien? Of, I was just about to say, if you're a fan of fantasy, J.R.R. Tolkien wrote like a three quarters of Lord of the Rings there. You can go to the very bar, the very pub, and sit at the very table where he wrote famous scenes like Pelennor Fields. Uh, so it's got something for everybody. So... Check out Oxford, and the, other co- than that, the commute would, to there is amazing. I remember that. It's, it's just it's so not beautiful. Bad. If you're flying to London, it's like an hour bus ride, hour and a half. It's it's real easy. Other than Oxford, check out Bath. It's really cool. Like there's actual literal outdoor baths, and it's just a beautiful. It's different from Oxford in that there that it's you're there more for I think like it has history, a lot of history, but you're there more for the scenery. So if you're someone who likes to take pictures and, you know, you're an Instagram fan, check out Bath. It's like, it's, it's picturesque. When I was over in England in March, I actually went to J.R. Tolkien Bar. I don't know if I told you guys that, but I went because the la- when Matt and I went to visit Elisa, we went there as well, I think. So I'd, I'd been thinking about it since then. What, Bath? Um, yeah. No, no, no. The no, J.R. No. Tolkien Bar. Yeah, dude, it was so fucking cool because like his notes were all over the walls. The place is a shithole now, though. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's part it's of the charm the, of it, though, isn't it? It's called the Eagle and Child, and yeah. it's, it is super cool. Uh, oh, by the way, because I forgot, Canterbury has a killer cathedral, and the town itself is like when you imagine what is like an English town look like. This is a caricature of that. It's like. Yeah. Exactly what you would think a quaint, tiny, cute little old English town would look like. Like fucking people 
drinking tea with saucers and shit outside. It's it's that's it's hardcore, cool. man. The, it the is cool, hardcore British. The the cool thing about England is it's very easy to get to from America if you're looking to get all European. Um, and <laughs> every town over there, there's no town over there that's modern per se, <laughs> especially compared to American cities. So you feel like you're going back in time when you're in Oxford, Oxford or any of these other places. And like the roads, if you go into the English countryside, the roads are so damn small. You feel like you're back in the 1800s. And about, people, what about uh, Harrah's? I've never been there, but I hear that would be like a cool place to visit. Harrods, the department Herod's. store in London. Yeah, sorry, not not Harrah's from yeah. Vegas, the casino. Herod's. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, Downton Abbey, tons of stuff over there. There's also an attraction called the Kyle. Uh, he writes trolling emails when you go to see him. You may even bump into him on <laughs> Tinder. Mm. So, are there rides? Be sure to check that out. That's over in Reading, England. Can you can you ride him? <laughs> I uh, I don't know. He is aware of simming attractions, though. So. Ooh. Anyway, Let's thank you to pass. everybody who supports us at our uh, AP level, associated producer, associate producer level on Patreon. Before we get to some news, just a quick announcement, actually, and uh, speaking of Patreon, um, the Big Comey Day is this Thursday at 10 a.m. He's going to be testifying in open session. very big deal because he's going to have some things to say about his meetings with Trump and what Trump told him. So what we're going to be doing, Laura and I will be recording a little post-Comey <laughs> recap <laughs> reaction of sorts that we will be releasing exclusively on Patreon for $5 pledgers and above. And as soon as we record, it'll be sometime in Thursday afternoon that we record that. We'll put that online straight away. Um, So you can look forward to that. Obviously, we wanted to get our reaction out because it's a very big deal. CNN's got a countdown clock. The the bars in very liberal D.C. are hosting (laughs) Comey hearing events. For example, Shaw's Tavern in D.C. will open at 9.30 a.m. for what they're calling the Comey hearing covfefe. The bar will feature $5 Russian vodka flavors and a $10 FBI sandwich. So come on out for the fun. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, I want I to go, go to one of these things. Is there like a site that has like James Comey pub parties? Well, I just found this one happening in D.C. I saw it on Twitter. So you'll have to check your local listings to find out if a Covfefe event is happening near you. What do you guys think that we can expect from this hearing? I know CNN just reported about half an hour ago that Comey is apparently going to dispute Trump's claims that he was told he wasn't under investigation. So that's yeah. one thing. <laughs> what yeah. else do you think we're going to get out of uh, this? The golden shower story is true. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I'm sure that's his priority. We should, we should do a confefe uh, bingo game. Sure. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to. I'm. I. I would love to see Comey like bring his freaking memos and just read them verbatim. Like that'd be pretty entertaining. (laughs) But what he has to do is 
he 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 has to confirm that those memos memos are real. I think that'll be the big story out of it. I'm hoping for one or two other surprise revelations. Maybe he'll reveal something else that happens in these private meetings because we we remember it's hard to remember this in light of hearing about it so much. These came from damn anonymous sources. So, you know, who else and who knows what else happens behind these closed doors that we still don't know about. I'm I'm hoping for mm-hmm. a bombshell tell. Also because we I, th- I, I hate to say this, but I think we've kind of like gotten what's the word conditioned to this to this bombshell. Like it doesn't even feel like a bombshell anymore since we've been hearing about it for so long. So we need a new bombshell to help us reappreciate how badly Trump sucks. I think you can expect the Republicans to ask uh, Comey why he didn't resign. I think that. That that's going to be the narrative that we hear a lot of. Like, okay, so X, Y, and Z happened. We get it. These memos are pretty damning, and the things that President Trump said and did were pretty damning. But the protocol for that, Comey, is that you resign now because you've been compromised, because the president has attempted to um, influence you. And ethically, that would be the thing to do. And that's what is expected of FBI directors when they have been compromised as part of an investigation. So why didn't you do that? And Comey's going to be a little bit of a pickle there because then he's going to have to dance around that a little bit. And I'm kind of interested to see how he responds. Presumably, the Republicans are also going to try to change the subject to the leakers. That's how they've been spinning all this. Trump Wait, did, has as well. Did Comey ever explain why he uh, didn't uh, release or didn't announce that they were doing an investigation on Trump's campaign, but they but he announced they were going to reopen the email uh, scandal files for Hillary days before the election? Why did he disclose one thing being under investigation and not the other? Like both candidates were being investigated. But only yeah, one. Comey but was only outed. Hillary. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good question. Yeah. Well, n- not to mention the fact that Clinton was under investigation for something that we have since found out was false Russian information. So, yeah. you know, the last ugh. time Comey testified, which was only a month or two ago, I think he actually said the reason that he uh, didn't say anything about Hillary or about Trump, whereas he did with Hillary. Um, was that the Trump one was still so new at the time. So so that was his excuse anyway. Let's move on to some other news now. There was big news concerning the future of the world earlier this week. The f- <laughs> <laughs> the it's ending time, sooner rather really than later. It's really not hyperbolic at all, actually. <laughs> so this feels like so long ago, but it just happened. President Trump officially announced that he is withdrawing the United States from the Paris Climate Agreement. Now, we'll get into this a little bit, but first, I think it's really important to clear up what the fuck the Paris Climate Accord does and what the U.S. commitment was there. It's really simple, guys. The entire point of the Paris Climate Agreement was to try and keep global warming at or below 2 degrees Celsius, because 95% of scientists have said if we can keep the warming at 2 degrees Celsius, yeah, some things will suck for a little while, but we'll ultimately be okay. It won't be catastrophic. So that's what the goal was. Now, they accomplished that by doing 
two main things, a lot of things, but two main things. Each country volunteered how much they wanted to cut their emissions back by. The United States under President Obama cut dis- pledged that they would cut our greenhouse gas emissions by about 26 to 28 percent by the year 2025. So about basically a little more than a quarter. Cut them back a quarter by 2025. Um, every country got to say how much they're going to cut their greenhouse gas emissions by as well. And it was voluntary. No one said, hey, you have to cut it back by this percent. Every country got to choose for themselves. The second thing that it did was it set up a climate action fund uh, of $100 billion a year. The way this worked was that developed countries like the United States, um, uh, China, uh, UK, France, etc., developed nations would pay uh, developing nations and third world countries $100 billion a year total to be spread out among all of the countries to basically develop greener and more renewable sources of energy. The thinking behind this is really easy. United States, France, Spain, etc. We've all had our use of fossil fuels. We've been fucking up the planet for a long goddamn time. So who do we why do we get to tell developing countries, "Hey, you have to spend a shitload more money on renewable fuel." They're looking at us like, "Well, you didn't do that when you were getting on your feet." Like, why should we do that? And so it's an equity argument, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, the developed world has already fucked over the planet. Why should the developing world have to bear that burden disproportionately? So that is the second thing. A $100 billion climate action fund to help third world countries get their green energy um, um, up and going. Now, that's, that's what it did, and President Trump pulled out of it last week saying that this was a bad deal for America, that was going to kill jobs, and uh, that the deal wasn't fair to us. Of course, as usual, super fucking vague. Didn't really explain why it was necessarily a bad deal. Something like a hundred different companies, all from Microsoft to Google to a lot of steel manufacturers even, signed a joint letter to President Trump a few days beforehand saying, listen, we think this deal is actually really good for us and really good for jobs because newsflash, the number one uh, field, the number one industry in the United States right now in terms of jobs is green energy is the fastest growing industry in terms of jobs. And so these guys, a hundred plus companies were like, Hey, we think this is actually great for us economically, but That didn't matter either. Bottom line was he pulled us out saying it was a bad deal for America, probably because he's a fucking climate skeptic and an idiot. Um, And and yeah, so that's what led up to this. And I just thought it was important to lay that groundwork out because the next thing Trump said was that he's going to try and negotiate a better deal. So we're out of Paris. Paris is done. But he's going to try and negotiate a better deal for us. I guess the first question is, do we even believe him? Of course I, not. What? what? I, I want to. <laughs> I want to be optimistic, but I guess he could have said that just to appease, like, the entire country and world who are livid over this decision. 
Mm-hmm. It's the same kind of shit that he says to get people off his back in the moment all the time. So, yeah. no, I don't believe he's going to do anything. Can we also briefly talk about the implication? Like, even just... I don't want to set Paris aside because it's obviously super important in terms of substance. But historically, the U.S. has always stayed pretty consistent with previous administration's policies. In terms of in foreign terms of policy, agreements yeah. that we've entered. Right. Yeah. So this sets a really uncomfortable precedent for us on the world stage. European leaders have come out and said, we can no longer rely yeah. on the United States. Yeah, it's that, terrifying. huge. But also one other aspect that should be noted here is why did Trump do this? Do we believe what he said in his speech? You know, it's a job killer. Maybe he believes that. But this is a win. This is, this is, this is a bone to his base. Mm-hmm. Like this was an easy thing for him to do. This was a campaign promise. He, he vowed he would do this while he was campaigning. Uh, and now he did it, so he throws a bone to the people who are still hanging in there supporting him. But this helps nobody. This this wins over nobody else. He's not reaching across the aisle. He's not reaching into the middle. There was no. But this also was an agreement. There was no. There there was there was no contract. No nothing. Like we literally had nothing to lose. Exactly to Matt's to Matt's point. This this was not a binding agreement, uh, clearly. You know, Trump just sort of got, withdrew the United States at will. So this was not a binding agreement. Another, something that's really not being talked about here is that if Trump really didn't like the terms of the Paris Agreement, if he thought they were too harsh or that the United States couldn't meet the goals set forth in the Paris Agreement, he had another option besides withdrawing the U.S. from it. And that was simply changing the terms. One of the things that we are seeing um, things like U.S. Ambassador Nikki Haley say is that you know they wanted to withdraw from the Paris Agreement because the goal that we set of reducing greenhouse gas emissions by 26% was just unrealistic and we didn't want to set ourselves up for failure. Okay, well, if 26% is too unrealistic then make it 16%. Make it fucking 10%. There was nothing stopping the Trump administration from just a- amending our goals and amending our role in the Paris Agreement. He didn't. It wasn't a binary decision of stay or leave. He had a whole area of gray with which to work because that's how flexible the Paris Agreement is. The fact that he didn't do that that he just blatantly and willfully withdrew us completely should tell everybody how transparently political this was. It had nothing to do with policy, had nothing to do with principle. It had to do with what Andrew said, playing to the deepest roots of his base and, and trying to score some political points at a time when his, his administration is under siege. That's all this was, bottom line. Oh, man, his announcement was Mm -hmm. just infuriating to watch. Now we're in the same pool, though, as Nicaragua and Syria. The only other two countries not in the Paris climate accord. Let's talk about that for a second. Nicaragua wouldn't join because they didn't think that it was a strict enough program. 
<laughs> they, they didn't they didn't think the terms were severe enough. Syria has some shit going on right now, from what I've heard. So like in case you haven't heard. Yeah. So it's like cool, we're in the boat with Nicaragua and Syria with Ortega and, kind of, and Assad. Awesome. awesome. And kind of only in the boat with Syria <laughs> if Nicaragua thought it wasn't it wasn't strong enough. Well, and what really pisses me off about this whole thing mostly it's uh based off of what uh Vice President Pence said about uh global global warming or climate change is like a leftist agenda or something like you whether you believe in global warming or climate change is real or not why would you be so against just bettering the right. planet anyways like why is that such a bad thing cuz space doesn't want that because you are not a forward thinking individual and you don't care what happens to the planet when you're dead that's the long and the short of it they only care about what they can get right now and because we like the people who are alive right now. Yeah, we're going to experience some really significant issues when it comes to climate change, but we're not going to probably mm -hmm. die as a result of it. Our grandchildren probably will, but you know, we won't. So they yeah. don't really give a shit about what happens a hundred, 200 the years down the hypocrisy the road. of all of it. This is the generation who's yeah. calling ours uh, attention deficit. And we, 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 we want instant gratification. But that's the whole reason why they're not investing in all of this, because this is not something that they can get back instantaneously that benefits them. Right. Well, and they, they also call themselves pro-life. So there's two points. There's only two rays of sunshine here. And I really want to encourage everyone to take note of the first. There is something now called the U.S. Climate Alliance. If you go to wearestillin.com, you will see a host of like, I'm not kidding you guys, it's over a thousand. I think it might be 1,200 at this point. Uh, city mayors, state governors, uh, counties, business leaders, uh, companies have all signed on to this open letter. Um, we are still in.com saying, okay, the federal government might have the United States out of the Paris Climate Agreement, but on our own, voluntarily, we are still in the Paris Climate Agreement. We are going to abide by it on uh, as best we can. So uh, I think it's something like six states right now, um, including Hawaii, Virginia, Washington, California, um, they've all signed on. And so the states and local governments are really where we can make a difference here. So I encourage anyone who's listening, if you want to do something about this, if you're fucking pissed off about Paris, you can call your county council, your city mayor, and or your state governor, governor, what the fuck? Governor, governor, and <laughs> just had like a total fucking <laughs> brain fart. <laughs> call your state governor. And insist that they join the U.S. Climate Alliance and sign on to the, the open letter at wearestillin.com. It's an awesome thing that's happening. Um, I am going to register Hypable Media Inc., a U.S. business under this. We'll see if they add us to the list. The parent exactly. company of Millennial. And the second thing <laughs> is, is that we have elections coming up, guys. And not just the midterms, and I know we just went through one and no one wants to hear about it, 
But if you're looking for a little bit of hope, think about this. Um, the terms of the, Paris of, of the Paris Climate Agreement dictate that it can take years for us to get out of it. Um, officially, we're not even really allowed to leave in a legal sense until like 2019. And so we have an opportunity to kick Trump out of office and elect someone else, probably would end up being a Democrat, who will keep us in. So all hope is not lost necessarily, but we really would have to make this like a fundamental point of the next presidential election in order to stay in Paris at this point. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And speaking of elections here in Georgia, in the Georgia 6th, we have a special election happening on June 20th. So if you live in the Georgia 6th, go out and vote for John Ossoff. Don't vote for Karen Handel. She's a dumb, dumb human being. I, like, there's really even nothing even else I can say about her. All you need to do is go watch interviews with her. It's like it lights on nobody home. Weird. And she's as dumb as a door yeah, handle. It's she's she's something else. I'll tell you what. But she's one dumb um, kofefe. Yeah, but the <laughs> but like right now, <laughs> Handel and Ossoff, like they're neck and neck in the polls, which is very very encouraging because this, the Georgia sixth is a traditionally highly highly conservative district. That's why the Trump administration pulled Price from there to be the Secretary of Health and Human Services because they thought it was a safe district. Well, apparently it wasn't. So go out, flip the sixth. PSA over. And he's so hot. So please vote for oh, him. Oh, is he? He deserves <laughs> to win. I want to see him on TV more often. Yeah, he's, he's a very attractive man. So some other news now. There was... We, we all loved... Love, loved. <laughs> Real time with Bill Maher. I actually got into Real Time with Bill Maher on HBO. Thanks to Laura and Elisa when they came over, visited Matt and I back in 2011. We watched it together. We had a we had a ball watching mm -hmm. watching Bill. And I've been watching every week since then. And he got in major trouble this week when he used the N-word live on air. I'm going to play a clip. This is censored out. Uh, it's about a minute long but I just wanted to include the context. Your book is so right about how we, we kind of have actually lost the thread of what adults are anymore in this country. Adults, they wear shorts everywhere and they have cereal for dinner and they treat comic books like they're literature. <laughs> what is your prescription for this problem? More cereal for dinner. I mean, so first of all, let's not disagree okay. on everything. <laughs> uh, so this is, a, this is a constructive project, right? It's not, I'm not trying to beat up millennials, but... There's something weird in human history if you can't tell 10 and 15 and 20 and 25-year-olds apart, because that's new, right? <laughs> right. I mean, that, yeah, right. Adolescence is a gift. Halloween used to be a kid thing. It's not anymore? Not out here. Okay. <laughs> no, adults dress up for Halloween. They don't do that in Nebraska? It's frowned upon. Yeah, we don't do that quite as much. But Wow. I've got to get to Nebraska more. <laughs> I... You're welcome. We'd love to have you work in the fields with us. Work in the field. That's part of that. That's <laughs> Senator, I'm a. No, it's it's a joke. Thank you. Woohoo! Woo! You're still working. House N word. Woohoo! So he was speaking to Senator Ben Sass. I'm sorry, I should have mentioned that at the beginning. Now there was a lot of backlash here. Um, Rightfully, yeah. So. Understandably, 
Ugh. What do we think? So so HBO quickly apologized. Then then Bill himself apologized as well. I think um, he he's not one to apologize. He's one to always he's a firm believer in saying whatever the hell you want. But even he realized, I think, that his ass was on the line this mm-hmm. time. What do we think should happen to him? Should he be let go? Um. Okay, I, I forget. Is Bill Maher live? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe, maybe it shouldn't be. Maybe that would be a little slap on the wrist. I don't know. I think, I think there should definitely be. I mean, let's get the obvious out of the right way, right? Like this was a pretty heinous use of the N word. Like ninety nine percent of the time, it's a heinous use. But when I first heard about this, I had actually held out this thin little sliver of hope that it would be like a sort of like Huckleberry Finn type use of the N word. Which I think, like, if you're using the N-word in a satirical way to prove how awful the N-word is, the way that Mark Twain tended to do as a professional, you know, satirist, like, I, I understand that because you're, you're doing it to show how impactful and terrible and historically oppressive that word is. I held out hope that if I heard the context that Bill Maher, who claims to be so liberal, that that it would be something like that. But it wasn't. It was just terrible. So I think that something should clearly happen. I think maybe he needs to take a hiatus. Maybe they need to cancel the rest of the season and bring him back next season. Maybe. I, I, I don't know exactly. I think that doing nothing other than an apology is too little. But maybe firing or, or canceling the show completely might be too much. That's sort of my gut check instinct on it but it's sort of hard for me to to know for sure because frankly i'm not a person of color and i kind of would want to talk to some and like gauge that community's opinion before i like really advocated for something one way or the other but that's my gut check yeah. opinion it's <clears throat> yeah it's hard though to uh kind of understand like the heinousness, like how deep that goes, because we are obviously we are not African American, we are white, 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 and a little Asian, <clears throat> but a just little a little bit. bit. Thanks, Elisa. Um, yep. Yeah, but I don't think that you have to be black to understand that we don't have the right to use that word at right. all. Like we, like I'm sorry. We didn't spend our entire lives being discriminated against because we were black. So it's not our place to use that word. Mm -hmm. And Bill Maher, of course, knows that. He's not an idiot. He's a very smart man. I just think that in the heat of the moment, he was stretching for whatever cheap laugh he could get. And I think he knows that. And I think that's why he apologized. Also because of the fact that his network came out in front of him and called it disgusting. Well, it was. Yeah. He felt like he had to. And it it totally was. I I tend to agree with Elisa, though. I think that some some sort of action has to be taken. You You can't just give him... Can't make him apologize and let him be embarrassed on the internet for a few days. I think that some sort of action would need to take place. I think also this really isn't surprising that this happened. This is not the first time that Bill Maher has said something problematic. Yeah. And I I was I've been a fan of Bill Maher's for a really long time. 
he's not a perfect person. He's certainly said stuff over the years that I disagreed with. However, in recent history, some of his commentary on Muslims is very alarming. So yeah, I'm kind of not surprised to have heard this come out of his mouth. And I think that's just something that we need to remember. I still think that Bill Maher can be extremely funny. I don't think that him having said this automatically negates every funny or every genuinely true thing that he's ever said, because he said a lot of things that I do agree with. But ultimately, it doesn't excuse what he's done either. So we just need to bear that in mind. Like there can be multiple truths here. He can be a very funny, talented, intelligent man who has also said some really fucked up racist shit. Yep. And so I've seen some people react like enough is enough with Bill Maher because they've also mm-hmm. heard the comments on Muslims and right. and he he's he's made transphobic comments as well. He has. He's, he's he's made con- that's his nature, but this is the beauty of an HBO show. You can say what you want uncensored. That's it. That doesn't make it right. And I think he like Laura said a couple of minutes ago, he was in the moment trying to come up with a cheap joke to fill some dead air. And he made a very, very yeah. bad judgment call. Now, Bill Maher's show is still scheduled to go on this Friday. Somebody did uh, drop out. I, uh, I'm i going to look up the name of the guy because I'm forgetting off the top of my head. He did drop out in light of these comments. But he does have a new episode this week. I think, I think if HBO does anything, they take him off the air for a couple weeks. Maybe that's it. But a lot could also write on how he responds on this Friday's episode. He's going to have to start the show with an apology. And I think it should. Yeah, he absolutely should. I agree. I I was just about to say, I think that the apology can't just be a written statement that was, you know, fluffed out by his PR person. I think he needs to look in the camera and say, I went way too far. I feel deeply regretful about it, not just because it offended other people, but because it violated my own personal principles and I felt bad about it. I felt bad about myself for it. It was a cheap laugh and I won't do it again. I think it needs to be sincere Mm -hmm. like that. He needs to look look us in the eye and, and say something like that. And only then will people even consider forgiving him for that. And, and understandably so, but if he does that, and if he takes a real hit to his show, as I think he should at this point, like being off air for a few weeks, a few months, maybe the rest of the season. I think those two things mm-hmm. combined could probably save his ass in the long run. Uh, by, a, mm-hmm. by a selfish standpoint, though, I, I would really miss uh, the panels on his show because despite a lot of the shit that he says, which is incredibly heinous i do like the variety of people that come on his show and debate with one another yeah yeah he is really good at bringing on varied panels in terms of just different ideological standpoints i will say i've been kind of falling off the bill maher train ever since he had milo what's his fuck from yeah. on. i was like come on man this is not I... even a real person like, I, I agree the guy's an asshole, but I'm yeah. Bill, I'm with Bill on that one. It's like he has an opinion. Let him air it. But he's but not, it's not his opinion. He is strictly doing yeah. this solely for the attention and the money. Just like um, what, what what's that skinny bitch? Skinny oh, white Ann bitch. Coulter. Um, yeah, Ann Coulter. But, I mean, and here's the thing about Milo. He's not qualified. He's not like he's a news person. But like, why? 
He's right. not he's not at all qualified. Like normally when Bill Maher has people like this on, they're you know, they're people who have worked in the public sector or people who work for private companies that serve some sort of purpose or scientists or writers. Milo is none of those things. He's just a loud fake TV personality. By the way, I, I mentioned I didn't see the point of having him there. Anyway. I mentioned somebody dropped out. It is Senator Al Franken, who is not appearing. No. Taking his place is Michael Eric Dyson. He is an African-American. He's actually been on the show a bunch of times. And he mm-hmm. did write a little statement explaining why he'll be going on the episode. He's a professor at Georgetown University. Yeah. He's a regular, so. I like him, Me too. Yeah. I really, I, I'm interested to see what that interaction is going to be like because yeah. i mean it's you know who, like i'm not saying that he should confront him because it's not my place to say what a person of color should do to respond but uh, it'll it'll just be interesting to see if it yeah. you know if it comes up at all if it's part of the discussion i'm assuming it will be and yeah i mean it it might be pushed or swept under the rug just a little bit because this is going to be right after James Comey's hearing. Mm-hmm. No, but he will open the show with an yeah, apology. He I'm has sure. to. Yeah, he has yeah. to. Yeah. Uh, and of course, I think Bill's learned his lesson at this point. He's never going to use that word again. If he does, then he has mental issues and he does need to be fired. <laughs> uh, okay, Eesh. so yeah. that's that. One other news story to talk about today before we move to Hidden from the Headlines. Uh, it was a big week for Apple nerds. It was the annual Worldwide Developers Conference. This is where Apple announces the next iOS. This year it's going to be iOS 11, and they announced the new watchOS, et cetera, et cetera. One feature I wanted to talk about coming in iOS 11, because we've actually spoken about this technology before, it will include – iOS 11 on iPhone will include a feature called Do Not Disturb While Driving. So let's say Laura upgrades her phone to iOS 11. She goes to bed. She wakes up, hops in the car, brings up, brings up Waze, drives to her work. And once she's completed her drive, her iPhone is going to say, Hello, Laura. We have a new feature. Might you be interested in activating this? And do not disturb while driving will automatically hide notifications from coming up on your phone. While you're driving. Now it's going to detect you're driving when, using Bluetooth and Wi-Fi. It'll, it'll notice you're connected to your car's Wi-Fi. It'll notice, or sorry, your car's Bluetooth. It'll know when you're moving at certain speeds. And it won't let you check notifications at all unless you acknowledge that you are not driving. So you can kind of tap in on your, on your, on your lockout and you can hit an I'm not driving button, button then it'll let you in. Here's another interesting feature. Let's say Elisa texts Laura something really urgent while she's driving. Like, oh, my God, my IUD just popped out. What do I do? What do I do? (laughs) The iPhone, Laura's iPhone will automatically reply to Elisa and say, one, I'm so sorry. (laughs) And B, Laura's busy driving right now. But if you reply to this message with the word urgent, I'll make sure Laura sees your urgent message about the IUD. So then Elisa can type urgent. And then Lauren will get the message. This is complicated. All right. Yeah, it is. Why don't you just not use your phone? It, so I guess that's my question. Will anybody, one of us, use this new feature? No. no. If I'm being perfectly honest, no. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely not. 
No. I'll, well, I'll tell you why. Like, I'm in a. I'll tell why? you why because I I get so I get stressed out if I feel like there's a possibility someone needs to get in touch with me and they can't. I do. I do. Yeah. I I you know if 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 Laura if Laura's IUD pops out I want to be the first person to know about it. Okay. Not her boyfriend. Not any. Not either of you fuckers. I need to know everything first. If she can't get in touch with me, I I have no identity really. So I can't I can't use this for that reason. And I'm being serious here too. I get anxious. Like yeah. sometimes I put my phone on do not disturb mode because um, I'm like in a work meeting that's like really serious or something, and I freak out over that. Like I I like every few minutes I take it off do not disturb just to see who's trying to get in touch with me. <laughs> So, but at least Apple's trying. We got to at least give a, give them credit for that because we have spoken about how dangerous it is to text while driving. And if you're not getting the notifications delivered to your phone appearing on, on your lock screen, then at, at least you're not mm-hmm. distracted. So they are trying and it's better than locking you out completely and <laughs> like not even giving you the option. All right. Let's move on to hidden from the headlines. Yes. So... Coming up here soon on June 11th, Puerto Rico is going to have another status referendum. What this status referendum refers to, of course, is what is going to happen to Puerto Rico moving forward. Uh, currently, they're an unincorporated territory of the United States, which basically means that we exploit the shit out of them and don't give them half the rights that U.S. citizens have, even though Puerto Rican or U.S. citizens who live in, uh, in, in states and such, even though Puerto Ricans themselves are U.S. citizens. So a really important example of something that Puerto Ricans can't do, that the rest of us can do, is vote for president and also have representation in Congress. Um, So when they have the status referendum, the Puerto Rican people are going to be voting on whether they want independence entirely, statehood, or to maintain their current status. Have you guys ever considered Puerto Rico's current status? Do you have any thoughts or feelings about the way things are for them currently? Um, Were you sort of aware that they were kind of in this weird in-between status of like they're U.S. citizens, but they don't actually get treated like citizens. Yeah, I think we've talked about this previously. Mm-hmm. I think they should get statehood. I think we're due for a new state. We need something fresh in this country. Not under this administration. Yeah, <laughs> Trump wouldn't like that, would he? Well, it's not actually Trump that gets to decide it. It's Congress, but... Um, this is actually a really complicated issue because there are a lot of really strong feelings amongst Puerto Ricans about whether they want statehood or whether they want independence. And for me personally, I feel like we just got to let them have what they want. I mean, we've been subjugating these people since 1898, since the end of the, uh, the Spanish American war. So I think it's time that we listen to them and, uh, do whatever it is they want to do. Um, For reference, they did have a status referendum in 2012, at which point 61% of Puerto Ricans voted in favor of statehood. 
but Congress decided to ignore that vote because there was some confusion relating to 500,000 blank ballots. And so it just sort of got swept under the rug at that point. So I think the fear, because of course, it's not exactly in the best financial interests for the United States to absorb Puerto Rico as our 51st state. Because um, there's, of course, there's quite a a, a build of foot, right? Like they, well, yeah, Puerto, Puerto Rico is in a lot of debt. Of course, one could argue that that is also kind of our fault, but that's that's an entirely separate topic. Um, but it's it's actually, if you're looking at it from like a purely financial standpoint, it makes more sense for the United States to keep Puerto Rico in this position, which is why when previous referendums have happened, the vote sort of gets ignored by Congress. And so there are a lot of people who are thinking that regardless of what happens in this referendum, Congress isn't really going to act on it, particularly since we have a Republican-controlled Congress who, you know, they're very likely to not be sympathetic to the outcome of the vote. And my guess would be, based on what I've been reading, that the outcome is not going to be to maintain their current status. Uh, They're going to want independence or statehood, neither of which seem to be things the United States wants to act on. So it seems like we're in kind of a pickle here. Some bullshit. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It just it bothers it bothers me. It bothers me philosophically because the United States was founded on this idea of representation. And what happened? You know when 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 the Patriots were like fucking storming Yorktown and shit. The the little bumper sticker they had on their wagons was like no representation or no taxation without representation. And yet. We taxed Puerto Rico. They were they were held responsible and accountable as citizens in in in, their, in almost every capacity, but they can't vote and they're not considered a state. Why? Because we don't want to add a fucking star to our flag. Like what the fuck? I, I oh, don't and get let's it. let's also add in there that Puerto Ricans can be drafted to fight in our wars. Right. Exactly. So they can't and, vote, whoa, but they can go to yeah, die for us. That. Yeah. And it's super they, fucked up. They can be, yes. And and many of them even volunteer in our armed forces. They volunteer mm-hmm. they voluntarily sign up and yet they can't vote for the for the leader of the armed forces, for the commander in chief. That just is this seems like really blatant transparent hypocrisy and I don't quite understand why it's even an issue, really, because I don't see maybe I'm just not informed enough i don't know something but i don't see a downside to accepting them as a state i really don't nor do i i mean if you're looking at it from a purely financial perspective as matt pointed out a little bit earlier puerto rico is carrying quite a lot of debt however it wouldn't be the first time that a u.s state has done that so I'm not really sure why we can't, given the fact that we've that we as a country have benefited so much from having Puerto Rico as an unincorporated territory for so fucking long at this point. I don't see why we can't give them this one. Like, well, how about from a voting perspective? What do you mean? Well, which way would the would would the state vote? (laughs) Would they vote Democrat or Republican? 
And That's... in that case, the Republicans would probably be against it it's, in Congress. <laughs> it's difficult to say, actually. And, and to be honest here, I'm completely ignorant on this um, because in terms of minority groups in um, within the continental United States, based on trends, I would expect heavily Hispanic communities to tend to vote Democrat. Of course, heavily Hispanic communities also tend to be very Catholic, which Puerto Rico is. So I don't know if the fact that it's maybe a bit more homogenous and has kind of bit and is kind of removed from the continent, I don't know if that would actually favor them more towards conservative parties or if they would still tend towards the Democrats. That's an answer. That That's a question I don't know the answer to. Um, and somebody probably much more well studied and, and smarter than me could answer that. So if you know the answer to that question, email us. Um, but yeah, that's definitely a consideration, Andrew. Of course, I will say it would probably benefit whichever party controlled Congress that decided to let them in. <laughs> right. Like <laughs> if you're the party that's like, yeah, come on, Puerto Rico, then maybe they're likely to be a bit more sympathetic to you come election time. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe the party to reject the wall. Yeah. Of course, it's also not like a huge population. So that could be another consideration if you're looking at it from the voting angle. Yeah. Uh, the long and the short of it is it's bullshit. This isn't the only case in which we're doing this. We have a number of territories. And actually, Puerto Rico, I believe, is the only one whose um, citizen, whose who's, uh, people are actually U.S. citizens. Like, we have Guam and the Virgin Islands and... Another one, I can't remember. But these are people who are actually living in unincorporated territories who are not U.S. citizens. And they have these special, they look like U.S. passports, but there's literally a stamp in the back of them that says not a citizen. It's That's awful. so fucked up. That's and awful. Like Elisa was saying, I think coming from the fact that we founded this fucking country to try and escape that type of mentality we just became our forefathers that's exactly what we did it was like we we took the lessons that they taught us from subjugating people and we applied it to other people who we thought were lesser than us and we're still doing it hundreds of years later and it's fucked up and i really really hope that whatever outcome uh comes as a result of the referendum on june 11th that it's recognized by our Congress because it's about fucking time. So just keep an eye out for this. Uh, if you have any creative ideas about what the U.S. flag would look like if we added another star to it, maybe you should post it in our millennial group. I know our friend Curtis has already posted one that looked pretty cool where they like took the stars and actually made them in a circular pattern to make them <gasps> like fit the European in the blue Union. Box. You no, know we can do. We don't. What? We don't have to change the flag at all. I say we accept Puerto Rico and kick out Florida. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Elisa, no offense. No Elisa, offense, Florida. The, Repu the Republicans are never going to want to kick out Florida. <laughs> I, listen, Florida fucks up every election. I'm sorry. And like every election. They're, and, and they're unpredictable and, and very like weird, frankly. 
no offense, but you know you're done. You're done here. But all the Puerto Ricans have to cut off too. Out. You got what about Harry Potter land? How am I gonna buy a wand, Elisa? Uh, what? <laughs> Go to California. <laughs> who who are you imitating? Who is that? Nerd. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Laura, for enlightening us. I think a flag, well, if it happens during the Trump administration, it'll be Trump's head and the stars will go around his head and that quadruple <laughs> chin. There'll be plenty of room to put stars around the, the whole silhouette. Uh, okay. Well, that wraps up this week's installment of Millennial. Like we said earlier in the show, we will be recording a special edition of After Dark later this week. We will be reacting to the Comey open session. One more time, because I love this theme so much. So this Thursday afternoon, we'll probably release our our thing because it's going to be happening at 10 a.m. that day. And by the way, we were off last week, but we did record a 40-minute long... It was supposed to only be about 15 to 20 minutes, but the four of us recorded a 40-minute long episode of sorts for patrons because one of our one of our benefits on patreon.com slash millennial is no breaks, even when we take a week off. So we had a lot of fun on that episode. We shot a lot of shit. <laughs> we talked about boys. We learned a lot about Andrew. We learned too much about me, <laughs> as usual. <laughs> uh, I didn't even tell Riley about that because I didn't want him to become a uh, a patron to listen. Oh, Riley. Yeah, you. yeah, yeah. So hopefully he doesn't make it to the end of this episode so he doesn't hear that it exists. But anyway, it's all available over at patreon.com slash millennial. Thank you to everybody who supports us. You're welcome. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I'm Andrew. I'm Elisa. I'm Laura. And I'm Matt. See you next week. Goodbye. What should our outro music be? I was actually trying to find a timestamp in the song really quick. <sighs> Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah. Should be. Uh... Gal Gadot is the most beautiful human to ever human. <sighs> she is hot. She's he- oh, she-, she humans really well. Just like obscenely, obscenely attractive. Give me the people's free my soul. I want some cock in my fucking hole. <laughs> Drop a load. Drop a load. <laughs> mm, I need a okay, outro music. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a cock, boys, in my hole. Something, something. I need a drink. Please tell, please leave that in. <laughs> One for me, one for my confetes. Where does this... Oh, 45 seconds, okay. I was just trying to think of something that was going along with the fact that, like, 
We have us take, like getting out of Paris, Bill Maher using the N-word, and then us fucking over Puerto Rico. So, All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next week. I'm Andrew. I'm Elisa. I'm Laura. And I'm Matt. I didn't fuck Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> see ya. Oh, it's not coming through, is it? Nope. nope. <laughs> you can just, you can probably just add you just it. edit it yeah. in. Oh, that sounds like a lot of work. Everybody shut up for a second. Let me just redo it. Do you find yourself wishing you had more energy, healthier habits, or fun family activities? At the YMCA, you can find your passion, find family fun, and find your happy place, all while supporting your community. Join the Y in March with a $0 enrollment fee and enjoy motivating group exercise classes, heated pools, pickleball, and so much more. Visit YMCADC.org to learn more and to find your nearest Y in D.C., Maryland, or Virginia today.